because there isn't movies make this out to be so crazy because they're always shooting people in the legs they're always shooting people in the arms you know to wound them or trying to shoot the gun out of their hand that stuff is bs Hey, this is All In with Rick Jordan. Welcome back. I am your host, Rick Jordan, Mr. All In. And you're going to hear a lot on this show about business, life, and tech. Take a look at the back episodes, listen to them, and you're going to hear a lot about that. Today, I have a fun episode. It's probably not going to be as long as some of the typical ones, which run 30 to 40 minutes, just slightly shorter. We'll see how this rolls. But just some conversations that came up and I wanted to give some security tips and relate this back to some business ways here because if you don't know a lot about me yet, this is the first one you're listening to, I have a cybersecurity firm. What a lot don't know is that up until a couple months ago, I also had a physical security firm. And there's some that I still do that way in regards to camera security, and it's gotten a lot into artificial intelligence and all that. But I had the the privilege, the honor, a couple years back, too, to be trained by CIA agents as a civilian in elicitation and surveillance. I'm actually certified in surveillance, which is pretty cool. And I got to do some dead drops, some SDRs, those are surveillance detection routes, to the point to where uh, the legend, as he was called in the CIA, who is trained still yet half the active case operators, COs as they're called, in the world, spies, he's trained these guys. And he was freaking brilliant. And the things that I learned from him were just incredible. Even before that, though, because I have a physical security firm, my original career choice back when I was a teenager is I wanted to be a cop. Not many people know that about me either. When I was 16 years old, I joined the police cadets and got a lot of training then too. It was several years worth because they prep you up until the point to where you are 21. And this was in the state of Illinois. That's when you can actually legally carry a sidearm like most states, a pistol. Other states, you can carry a a rifle, a shotgun, whatever, a long gun as it's called when you're 18 years old. But you can't carry a pistol until you're 21. So they take these several years, and I was in that for about four years, so I learned a lot during that process. Even got to take down a few people on a traffic stop, just physically, you know, because obviously I couldn't carry a gun, cuff some people. But there was a lot of training involved. And then several years back, too, I went through my concealed carry training because the state of Illinois, for many, many years, did not even have the option to have a concealed carry permit or license for a handgun. They just, it ended up going to the Supreme Court in 2013, the Supreme Court of the United States, and they ruled the law in the state of Illinois unconstitutional. Illinois was one of the final last two holdouts <laughs> in the entire U.S. for that permit. It was very interesting how it transpired. So as soon as that happened, I went out and I got trained. Some interesting things came out of all of this experience that I have over my life and some life lessons as well, not just in physical security or protecting yourself and protecting others, but also different ways to approach life. Because there's 
a lot of hotheads in this world, right? And I've always had really good self-control. I have almost endless patience until I get to the point where it's just a steep drop-off. I was talking yesterday about this with somebody, too, that is just down. I mean, I remember even in junior high school, you know, because I was bullied when I was in school. And sometimes things got a little physical. It was three fights that I can remember that I was in when I was in junior high in sixth and seventh grade. And all of them, I would take a couple of hits, until it got to the point to where there was just this switch that flipped inside me, and it was like I knew at this point in time this person was not stopping. And it's like I can't say it was like a different person took over, but it was a different mindset at the time to where I just needed to neutralize the threat, period, even to one point to where I had to be pulled off the dude because I just took three hits. I remember this vividly, and I was still fully aware, fully conscious of what was going on at the time. I just took three hits, and after each one, it was, man, you sure you want to do this? And I remember this one dude. He was a good friend for a long time. Grew up with this guy in church for 10 years. You know, we, we always played together when we were little kids, and his dad played, you know, drums for uh, for my dad when my dad was leading the, the band at the church and everything, had some history with this guy, and I think he was just trying to prove to himself that he was with the cool crowd. That's it. He was the popular guy, right? And I was always good at sports, whatever, but I remember the first hit, and I took it, and it didn't really do anything to me, and I looked at him like, dude, are you sure you want to do this? And then the second hit came. I'm, I'm talking like two minutes later. And two minutes in a scenario like this is freaking eternity. Okay? So he hits me again. And I look at him again. I'm like, man, we have been friends for so long. What is the deal with this? And he didn't have an answer. And then it just took that third hit. That was it. To where I just switched. And I, I tackled him immediately and just started pounding on his face on the ground, because at this point, I knew he wasn't stopping, and he became an imminent threat at this point. This comes to translate all the way into my training with concealed carry that I want to talk to you about now, too. When I was in this class, it was very interesting to me, because it was trained by a former cop, and some police officers, I'll tell you this, when I had the, the physical security firm, this, is, this was very, very interesting to me. Retired officers, oh my gosh, some of the best security agents in the world. Their mindset is amazing. They think of protection versus security. And that's the whole point of this, right? Because I've been on people on a detail with like the mayor of Chicago before. This was just a few years ago. And it's not security at that point. It's protection, you know, and even the mayor's own security force, Chicago cops, were standing like 100 feet away. And I'm looking around, I'm like, if something happens right now, I'm the only one that's in between that and the mayor. And it blows my mind because I would hire cops, active cops, and they would be some of the worst security agents in the world or protection agents. They have so much else going on in their head and so many things they have to think about. And most of the time, it's their pension. In my book, I made a point that ethics is always a matter of dollars and cents. It's always a matter of economic proposition. That's a real deal. Afterwards, after they got their pension and they were retired, the best agents ever. Amazing. Would always show up on time, all of this stuff. But they were the first ones to run out the door when they were active because they didn't want to get hurt. And I'm thinking, okay, that's great. What would happen if they were actually on duty right then? 
And I, I su- fully support our police officers. I fully support all the authorities that exist in the world. But I'm just giving you real-life experience. Maybe it's different for you. I don't know. But I had a security firm, and this is what I noticed, at least around the city of Chicago. It was so interesting to me because there was other concerns, other life concerns, rather than being there in the moment at that time. So when I was in this concealed carry class, this dude that was teaching it was just an amazing retired police officer. And he would tell stories, you know, make us laugh. He was pretty great. But when it got down to it, this is the thing that always stuck with me. And this is always the thing that stuck with me when I was a police cadet. Always the thing that stuck with me when I was working with CIA training. All of them had the same instruction. If you ever have to pull your gun, if you ever have to draw, the only reason to do that is to neutralize the threat. The only reason to do that is to kill the other person. Now, it was explained a little further in some of these two in that if the person's drunk and you don't think they're going to cause any harm to you, you're not pulling your weapon. If the person is just a little crazy, a little pissed off, and you're not in any immediate danger, you don't pull your weapon. If that person is going to either, one, cause you grave bodily harm, or two, kill you, that's the time when you pull your weapon. That qualifies because the only choice that you have at that point, and this made me think all the way back to when I was in junior high school when I heard this, is to neutralize that threat. In this case, the only reason to use your weapon, to pull your gun, is to kill the other person. This is how they're trained in the CIA. This is how they're trained in the FBI. This is how police officers are not trained. <laughs> this is what, my point that I'm making right here because I fully believe in this method right here because there is so much that can be done, so much, until you get to that point to where you feel that your life is in danger or you are going to incur grave bodily harm to the point to where you have to. It's almost like the last resort. Because there isn't, movies make this out to be so crazy because they're always shooting people in the legs. They're always shooting people in the arms, you know, to wound them or trying to shoot the gun out of their hand. That stuff is BS. That's That doesn't make any sense whatsoever because it's, you know how hard it is to hit that kind of a target. Even when you train, you know, even if you're an expert marksman, when you train for your concealed carry, you have to hit the body mass, center mass. That's the easiest place to hit with your weapon. You have to hit 70% of shots at, I think it was 5, 10, and 20 feet away, something like that. Because here was the crazy thing, too, that I learned. That it takes an average person. Now I'm talking average. I'm not talking physically fit, in shape, 8-pack dude. (laughs) 2.2 seconds to travel 20 feet. That's it. That's why it gets to the point to where if you feel that that person... let's say they're holding a knife, and they're within 20 feet of you, you are at risk of grave bodily harm or losing your life because it only takes them 2.2 seconds to get to you. That's it. That's why they teach this way. If they're outside of that area, fine. You are not at risk of immediate grave bodily harm or losing your life. But if they're within that zone... At that point in time, you have every right and every need, if they're holding a knife, to pull. Done. End of story. And this came down to something that 
I, I don't know where I saw this before. This isn't my phrase, but it's something that I carry with me. And this is going to apply to other things as we talk about this today too, is no half measures. Whether this is in business, whether this is in life, whether this is in your relationships, whether this is, I mean, this is coming back to the whole theme of the show and the whole core of who I am is all in. When it comes to protecting yourself, there are no half measures. And one of the points that this gentleman was making in concealed carry training is if you don't think that you can actually kill another human being, you have no business to even carry a weapon, period. If that's something, and that's fine. If that's you, everybody has different views. That's great. But you shouldn't even go for this class. You shouldn't even think about having a sidearm on your body at any point in time because there is no half measure once that thing leaves your holster. Think about all the adrenaline that comes through you in a moment like this. I mean, even the, the ones that go through training for years and are conditioned for this do not have the accuracy that they have at the range when they're qualifying to make that 70% that I had when I had to shoot down <laughs> the, the range 20 feet and hit center mass over 70% of the times, which I did get 100% on. By the way, it's when you're trained a little bit and you just go through a little bit of practice, it's not that difficult to do. And even out of this class, because it was a large class of about 60 people, half of them, this blew my mind, half of them had never even shot a pistol before when I was in this class. It was crazy to me, but they were in, the, the, the instructors were so encouraging saying, don't worry about it. And they went through great safety measures and how to actually hold it and everything. I was one of the first up because I brought my own pistol with me, and I just pretty much walked up, and then they just let me alone. And I just showed them <laughs> my silhouette when I was done. That was it because I just, I, I'd been doing this for many, many years. I mean, 20 years at this point almost I'd been doing this. It didn't matter. I had plenty of practice. It was like second nature to me at this point. But I love the way that they presented this. And this came back to a lot of things that I've learned in life is that there are never any half measures. When you only give in halfway or go half into something, you're going to get half or even less of the results as you expect when you're trying to go all in. There is no just one right way to do something, but there's a lot of wrong ways to do something, whatever it is. You know, you might have a different way of achieving that end result as somebody else, whether it's in business, life, whatever. But even if there's three good ways to get there, all three of those ways require you to be all in in everything that you're doing. It requires you to keep up pace. It requires you to devote the right financial resources, the right mental resources to dive into those things. Imagine if you were just half in in your marriage. How does that work out for you? Not so well, because it, you're only going to get that same energy back. The other person can only go all in when somebody else is half in for just a short period of time. It doesn't last that long. Same with business. If you're, if you're running a business, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're only half in your business, and let's say you have a team, your team is going to notice that. They might be picking things up because they still have the fear, okay, as a W-2 employee, they're still getting paid. And this is a real thing. I've learned this over the years too, is that even though people might not be bought into the mission of the company, into your business, you know, it's your responsibility as the leader to, to vision cast for them and bring them into that mission. But if they're not even bought into that, they will stick around just because they are getting a paycheck because it's painful to change. But let's say they are bought into that vision, they are bought into that mission, 
and they see that you as the leader are only half in <laughs> to that vision or, or whatever, they will still continue to be all in for a period of time, but that will be short-lived because they will not see that same coming from you and start to see you as somebody who just doesn't care about the business and ultimately about them. That's the same with marriage. So there is no half measures, whether that's in security, whether that's in life, whether that's in business, you have to be all in. When it's time to pull that weapon, your marketing funds, your expansion plans, your funnels, that you're launching, saying I do at the church or at the courthouse, wherever, when you're getting married, whatever it is, there is no half measures. As you go through your week right now, take it, take an inventory. Take a look at what you have, your, your priorities that you have right now. If you're married, your family, your business, your job, wherever it is. You know, even maybe if you're signed up for a concealed carry instructor's course right now or if you're going for that permit in whatever state you're in take a look at these things and decide are you going to be all in for this or are you all in for it right now into something that you might have committed to in the past look at those things and then shift things around where they need to be eliminate the distractions so that there are no half measures there is only all in Hey, thanks for going all in with me today. Subscribe to the show so you get the new episodes when they come out every Monday. Rate and review the show if you're listening on iTunes. Follow me on social media at Mr. Rick Jordan. As always, you can find links and references to anything we've talked about in this episode in the show notes. And finally, share this episode with someone who you think might be able to level up their life by listening. I am Rick Jordan, and I approve this message. Yeah, I'm on D&D. D&D, what's up? Mmm, bringing it. Down to my heart, hey! I'm just going to make this sound and talk like this the whole time. Mm -hmm.